Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati Rotten. I'm glad you could join us today for the show. My guest today is Michelle Warnke. Michelle is an American Ninja Warrior, and if you're not familiar with American Ninja Warrior, you should. It's a great, fun show. Uh, I, I love it. Anyways, but uh, so maybe I'm a little fan, fanny when I'm talking to uh, Michelle, but it's an obstacle course type race uh, with people falling in water, the whole thing. And uh, and Michelle is kind of one of the top athletes in that sport. She's also the first female uh, gym owner of a ninja gym. And so uh, she's got a lot on her plate and a lot going on. Uh, Before she was in ninja, she was an overseas missionary for five years. And we get into that uh, along with a bunch of other things that I think will be helpful for you, encouraging to you wherever you are on the journey of your walk with God. this is going to be a good show for you. But uh, one little note there, there's a f- little bit of audio issues uh, a couple places. We try to get a lot of it out uh, in post-production, but uh, there's still a little bit there or uh, the connection wasn't really great uh, on our audio. But I think it's still good. It's still great encouragement for you. Uh, so without further ado, my conversation with Michelle Warnke. All right, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, to start off, I have to say I'm a, a big Ninja Warrior fan for all my audience that doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I think we talked before when we were setting this up that uh, my daughter and I watched this together. And, uh, yeah. and so when you were on the front cover of a magazine <laughs> for Christian girls, I'm like, I need to have her on the show. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, Definitely glad to be here. And you're, I suppose the filming is done for this season, but uh, uh, you are, <laughs> uh, it's it's season time for when when this episode will be coming out. It still will be going on. So, <laughs> right, yeah, I'm sworn to secrecy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get it out of you. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people try. Hi, <laughs> uh, but but you were you're uh, you were uh, the first part of the uh, city qualifyings is already uh, out, so mm-hmm. we can't we can't talk about that, right? <laughs> can't talk about that. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it's always nice when it's like, okay, now I can talk about this section. <laughs> well, I, I, it was fun for me because I I, I had to watch it for work related purposes. <laughs> I could, exactly, right? <laughs> me, me and my daughter are sitting there and we're like, this is, this is what I call work nowadays. So <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I'll actually jump in uh, with her question first. Uh, uh, we were noticing uh, when we watched you are on the sidelines a lot cheering for a lot of other people. Uh, they, uh, and it, it seems to be a a common thing for you to be a, a, one of those on the sidelines cheering. Pe- is that a deliberate choice? Is that kind of, or just you've been intentional about building relationships? Uh, how does that come about? Yeah, um, I would say it's actually pretty common with a lot of ninjas. Because, um, I mean, we all know how it feels. We all know the stress that you're going through and... 
the nerves and the pressure and all that. And we also know how great it feels to do well and how terrible it feels to not do well. (laughs) And so like every ninja can relate to another ninja. And one thing I feel like that links ninjas together really well is we've all experienced disappointment and you know, we've all fallen in the water. Every single ninja has no ninja has, you know, left completely satisfied throughout their entire career. Yes, maybe they have one good run or a few good runs or a lot of good runs, but they still are going to have certain times where they're disappointed. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I love encouraging people. I love cheering people on. And, you know, so do so many other ninjas. We'll all be, like, switching shirts with each other. We basically do trades and bring <laughs> tons of shirts. And, hey, who wants to do a shirt swap so we can have your shirt to wear? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And sometimes... Sometimes we're actually not allowed to go on the sidelines. Um, if, like, certain cities, they might be like, hey, no, we only want the family on the sidelines or this or that. And then sometimes they're like, all right, ninjas, who wants to go on the sideline? We're like, yeah, Because <laughs> it just, you you feel so much closer to that person than if you're watching from a distance. And sometimes you can actually, like, I remember Alyssa Beard when she was running in Baltimore um, we were behind the fence and then one of the camera guys was like, ah, hop over. You can come on into the sideline. And so then we started yelling from the sideline and I hadn't even seen Alyssa yet. And she was on the course. So when she heard my voice, she looked at me and was like, Hey, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, it just, it gives you that extra boost of energy and excitement to see your friends and people you care about so much that close to you. Hey. And I, as I mentioned before we hit record, I'm going to jump all over the place. But <clears throat> since, you, since you mentioned uh, everyone falls in the water, uh, and I've heard you say that uh, other places, you've also said you learn more from failures. Uh, and I, I'm guessing that is true in life in general. Uh, mm. uh, but not everyone does learn from their failures. Uh any advice for people on the whole process of learning from your failures so that you can improve? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think there's so many emotions that you face when you go through failure and it's easy to get caught up in the grief or the devastation or whatever it might be. And what I would encourage people is it's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve. It's okay. You know, like, I'll, you know, whether things go well or not, I'm going to go get ice cream afterwards or, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Um, it's okay to have that time where you're grieving, but you can't stay there. And so I just really encourage people, you know, use those emotions, like soak them in and, and experience them, but then learn from it, move on and keep going, get stronger from it. If you get if you get stuck in just that bottom pit, then it's really going to be a hard spot, <laughs> you know. And that's where I think having other ninjas around you, they help pull you out of it because we've all been there. And so you can really, you know, you relate so much better to someone who's been through something you've been through. So like I've had friends like, oh, why do you care so much? You know, they don't <laughs> necessarily say like that. But I have had friends like, why is this such a big deal? Why do you care so much? It's like you don't understand how your how the run goes can literally change the course of your life. I only opened a gym because I hit a buzzer season six, and then all of a sudden everyone, you know, wanted. I had been hosting events for two years at a climbing gym, 
And then as soon as I hit the buzzer, that's when, you know, things completely change. Casey Catanzaro, her life totally changed when she hit the two buzzers. And so when you realize literally the entire aspect of your life could change from a split second, you know, or five minutes time, which can happen at any point in your life, um, good or bad, it's, it's just really... It's, you know, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of <laughs> challenges with that, but it really helps have people around you who understand that. So you, you gra- allow yourself to uh, kind of have that moment and mm-hmm. uh, have other people kind of uh, be there alongside. Do you give yourself a kind of a timeline on how long you allow yourself to be there or is it just you know when you're, you're done? <laughs> Yeah, um, it depends. It and I think it depends too. You got to know yourself and know if you will get stuck there or not. Um, for myself, if like for example, last year Ninja, I had um, a pretty solid experience in Philadelphia. I hit a buzzer, and then the next night I uh, almost got the eighth house to go. <laughs> made some mistakes there. Um, so it was the first time I had left a city and I didn't cry. And it was like, wow, this is what it feels to actually have two good runs in a row. That's amazing. Um, but then I went to Vegas and I had the worst run I've ever had. I fell in the first obstacle. Granted, half the women fell in the first obstacle. Um, but I was, I was just done. I'm like, I don't want to think about Ninja. I don't want to talk about Ninja. I don't even want to wear like anything related to Warnke. Like, I just want to be completely done. <laughs> And so, you know, instead it was like, okay, I'm going to focus on obstacle course racing. I'm going to focus, you know, obviously the gym's always a focus. Um, But it was like, okay, I have other things to focus on. So I allowed myself to grieve but also focused on other things um, while I was going through that grieving section. And then, you know, when the time was right, I came back to training for Ninja and things like that. So, you know, Vegas, I pretty much – was done with Ninja for several months, whereas some other ones, um, you know, it might it might just take a few days or so, sometimes it's literally so the qualifiers happens. There's one time where I was just like bawling my eyes out after city qualifiers. I was so upset things did not go at all how <laughs> I was hoping, um, and I had to come back the next night and I was terrified and I did not want to come back the next night. I'm like I'm gonna mess up again and be you know devastated again but god gave me the strength to come back that next night so you know sometimes it's a day sometimes it's months (laughs) but still moving on with all of life you know even if you take a break on that portion (laughs) (laughs) all right so when i was doing my research this i gotta i i noticed you did some worship leading back in the day you're on a worship team uh, yeah. University of Cumberland, is that correct? <laughs> University of Cumberland, yep. Uh, 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 have you been involved in worship leading for a long time? Has that been uh, something that's kind of part of your life, or was that just a season? Um, so it's gone in seasons. I did it in college because I, I um, grew up playing piano, keyboard, and then we would kind of jam sometimes with our youth group. After, you know, I was never on the worship team because we had a piano player, so there was no need. But, you know, after hours, a few of us might play or something like that. So then college kind of had some people like, so, uh, 
You want to be on the worship team? Um, and I loved it. I don't like being in front of people necessarily. Ironic, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> people don't realize I'm actually shy naturally. <laughs> um, but so I don't necessarily like all these eyes being on me. But the cool thing with worship is I don't feel like there is because we're all focused on God. So it's it doesn't matter that I'm in front. Like I pretty much ignore because they should all be focused on God anyways. They shouldn't be, you know. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so I did that. And then when I was overseas in Kazakhstan, we would do Bible studies on Friday nights and I would play the piano and we would sing songs, um, there as well. So that was, I don't think we did it the first year. It might've, well, maybe we did. So yeah, you know, four or five years in Kazakhstan since being back, it's been more of just myself. I actually went through a stage where I lost my voice, um, because I was working too much and not getting enough sleep. So for several years, I couldn't sing in church at all. And it was actually really devastating. Um, but then slowly, like I still don't have the higher octaves I used to, but I can still do the overall stuff that I need to. But right now, it's like I would love to do it again, but right now it's just personal. Right. Right. You got other things going on in life, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we have done like Ninja Church and stuff, so it has been cool. I mean, we don't have a keyboard, so I haven't played for that. We usually have someone with a guitar, but it has been cool to do that. So what's, what's Ninja Church like? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, I mean, the so cool story. My first year doing Ninja, season five, um, I first went to a ninja gym in November and the show I competed in April. So from November to April, I was praying the whole time. Hey God, I would love to meet other ninja Christians there, you know, there's a lot of ninjas. There's gotta be some other believers would love to pray with them and just get to know them and stuff, encourage each other and serve others. And I was praying and praying and praying, kept not really feeling like I was meeting anyone. Baltimore happened season five and then got to go to Vegas so all throughout the week of Vegas, I'm praying, like, God, there's a hundred ninjas here. There's got to be some other believers. And so second to last day, as I was praying, um, it was just like, okay, God, we only have two days for me to meet anybody. <laughs> so if you're willing. So there's a section of time where we're all, like, all a hundred ninjas are in a tent where we're waiting to do extra film shots and stuff like that. And someone came up to me and was like, hey, did you have a Bible verse on your leg in Baltimore? It's like, yeah, are you a Christian? Yeah. It's like, awesome. And then a few minutes later, someone was like, hey, did you have a prayer journal in your submission video? It's like, yeah, are you a believer? Yeah. And so, and then Travis Rosen was nearby and he's like, hey, what are you guys talking about over there? <laughs> and so then a group of us just started talking and there was like five of us. And we just, like, started sharing our faith and all this stuff, and it was really encouraging. And um, we ended up, the next day before competing on stage one, we ended up having a ninja Bible study. And it was cool because Travis was like, hey, I've been doing it since season two, I think. And he literally had written out ninja Bible studies. And it was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so I was just on cloud nine. I was like, this is amazing. And so ever since that time, we've been, a lot of the cities will do prayers before, like, we'll basically just kind of announce, hey, anyone that's interested, we're going to do a prayer over here, you can come join. And sometimes we literally have 50 ninjas join us, yeah. you know, 
Vegas this past time we had I don't know 50 60 people and so it's just been so cool to share that and so then there's been times when we're together for a longer amount of time we literally did like a ninja church we had you know several people on guitars and then we had I think it's Nick Hansen Eskimo Ninja gave you know his testimony and yeah it's just been really neat that's so cool uh, you you mentioned Kazakhstan so I, we don't want to we don't want to go over five years of your life there <laughs> with just a comment hey. but hey so how did you get into going to Kazakhstan what, what, what's the story there that's that, that... <laughs> not your typical place to go right I know <laughs> It's on people's bucket list, I think. I know. Well, it used to be, before the Borat movie came out, it used to be Kazakh, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so now it's like, well, at least people have kind of heard of it, maybe. Um, Yeah, as a kid, you know, everyone wants to be, hey, I want to be a doctor, firefighter, whatever. I wanted to be a missionary. My grandparents had been missionaries, and so that was kind of something I'd always wanted to do, and... My senior year of college, it was like, okay, I have no reason not to serve overseas right now. And we had a group, I think, called the traveling team come to University of the Cumberlands. And they, you know, shared about all these different mission groups you could go with. And then they said, hey, if you want to do a one-on-one to talk more in depth, feel free. So then I scheduled an appointment. And they basically gave me a packet full of, you know, just countless mission organizations so over Christmas break, I was looking through them, started calling some of them, and t- this company, Teach Overseas, called me back really quickly, and uh, I was talking to Henry, and Henry still will say, like, he so distinctly remembers this, too, because we were talking on the phone, and he was just kind of like, you know, what do you like, asking questions about my personality. He was like, I just think you'd be a really good fit for Kazakhstan. I had never heard of Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, as soon as he said it, my heart was just like, yes, that's where you have to be. And uh, and he felt it, too. Like, he's like, yeah, I just that's where you need to be. Um, and so I always thought I'd go with, like, a sports organization or something like that. So I, you know, still looked into other organizations, but just none of them seemed right. And I was like, no, this is where I need to go. <laughs> and I only planned on going one year. And uh, during my first year, it was like, uh, I literally took three hours of Russian every day. And I had friends who were kind of like, why are you doing that? You're only going to be here a year. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to. And then, you know, <laughs> lo and behold, God's like, no, I want you here a second year. And then a third year. And then <laughs> a fourth and fifth. Was it, it each year that you had to recommit then? Yeah. Each year you recommitted. And each year I thought I was only going for one more year. <laughs> And then my fifth year, I was like, well, I've already been here five years. Everyone says I'm pretty much Kazakh, so I'll probably just keep living here. And then I kind of joked, like, oh, watch this be the one year God wants me to go back to America. (laughs) And then, yep, (laughs) sure enough, it was. And how long after that did you start the ninja stuff? Oh, man. Um, So I got back in June of 2011. And it would have been, uh, yeah, so 2000, I th- was it 2000? Uh, wow. Um, I think I heard about it because I started working at a 
Uh, I started working as a server at Texas Roadhouse and then started working as a personal trainer. Um, and it was during that time. So it would have been 2012, I believe. Oh, so not too long wow. after. Yeah, so I just had three friends on one week, like, hey, have you heard of this show, Ninja Warrior? You'd love it. Like, uh, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> so then I looked it up, and I was hooked. <laughs> so from your time in Kazakhstan, I mean, looking back now on that, was there any big takeaways that, I mean, either translated into what you're doing now, or was it kind of like two different lifetimes kind of a feeling? Yeah, it's... Um, I would definitely say, I mean, anytime you, you know, I feel like each step of life definitely does apply to the next phase. It definitely does feel very different in some ways. <laughs> you know, like I, it is just funny to go from being a missionary over in Kazakhstan to being on a TV show and owning a gym. Um, <laughs> but at the same way, there are you know, some similarities for sure. When I was in Kazakhstan, we definitely, there was a group called Fizkulturnika, um, or Fizkulturni for, I believe, plural. <laughs> uh, but basically people who like physical activity. So um, it was cool to even over there have, you know, friends that really like being active and climbing and running and all that. Um, but I think definitely, I mean, prayer continued to be a big focus. Um, getting to um, work with the people who lived there and just, there was so much, and I feel like I still am processing so much, um, on just like ministry, how ministry is done, uh, what my viewpoint is on like the best way to do it, which obviously I think there's so many different ways and so many good ways. So it's not like, Oh, there's one best way, but like, how has God made me particularly and what's the best way that I can serve? Um, and then just teaching me as well, just humbling me with, you know, just one, how many blessings we have in America. Definitely a lot of people in Kazakhstan, they thought America was paradise. And it's like, no, you know, Americans complain all the time. <laughs> um, you know, we as humans are just naturally never satisfied when we're relying on our human nature because we always want more, we always want better. And so it was, I think that was a big takeaway is that cultures are very different, but people are the same. And so whether you have a lot or you want a lot, you know, there's naturally that selfishness, there's naturally the materialism and all those things. And you just have to constantly ask God, you know, for strength to not seek out those things and to stay focused on him. Um, also very humbling because you know, each stage of life, you might have different struggles. And so there were times where I had struggles there. Like I never generally struggle with anger and there'd be times like, Whoa, I'm getting angry. I normally never get angry. What's happening. Um, and so just being put in other situations, experiencing other, you know, challenges, emotions, things like that. And being humbled that, Hey, you can struggle in any way and with anything. So I think that does help. And just, relating to people no matter what stage of life they're in or what they're going through, you know, with Ninja and just with life. Right. And one of the things I love what you said was about the idea that each person is so unique 
in uh, what their ministry is going to look like. And uh, other than, you know, I wanted daughter points by having you on. I I love that part of your story. <laughs> you're, you're, that someone will think ministry is Kazakhstan. That, that fits people's idea of what ministry is but what you're doing with ninja warrior is also ministry and uh, we, we we need to get those boxes and kind of mess them up a little bit and help yeah. people see that there's more than that right yeah. well and that was i think a huge thing is it's more romantic i guess to say like oh i'm going overseas and so many people are like, oh, I can't, I could never do that, or you know, that's so amazing. It's like, really doesn't matter where you are, because literally the only thing about doing ministry overseas that's different is you don't speak the same language and you have a different culture. You know, every other aspect, you're literally living life, doing the exact same things you would in America. You know, just doing them in another country. And so I definitely, anytime I would hear people like, either. I could never do it or, Oh, I can't wait to get overseas and serve overseas. It's like, I mean, I would focus on where you are right now. Um, because there's, I mean, if we are intentional and we look around us, you know, including ourselves, we're all, you know, broken and need God so much. Um, but if you look around, there's just so many people going through so much stuff wherever you are. And so it's like, yeah, ministry is needed every single spot in the area. Hey, and the foundation, it sounds like for you, uh, started when you were, or part of the foundation was when you were part of your youth group and you had a 6 a.m. prayer meeting, if I, uh, if my research is correct. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely when, I mean, definitely as a kid is when it started, but yeah, right. that definitely helped strengthen it even more. All right, well, can you talk a little bit about what that 6 a.m. prayer meeting yeah. looked like and what that's all about? <laughs> For sure, definitely. I love to. Um, that's So, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, and I loved it because in the evenings when we were kids, we would, um, you know, read a chapter of the Bible, sing songs together, and memorize a verse together. And we did that pretty much every night, you know. Um and that was just an awesome base and foundation. I always loved prayer. I always um, loved memorization, things like that, and just challenging myself spiritually, mentally, whatever. Um, and then going to the youth group in high school, it was just even, it was just great to grow even more in my faith. And I loved our youth pastor would say, you know, honestly, guys, I really don't care how many of you come to the Sunday night, you know, regular youth group time. I mean, it's great, you know. But that's not number one priority. Number one priority is to come to our Thursday 6 a.m. prayer time. You know, that's where the real work happens. And so, you know, high schoolers, which generally high schoolers probably don't want to get up crazy early. <laughs> um, we would literally have like 20 to 25 high schoolers coming in. I would go around and pick up a carload of five or six people, squish them all in my car. Um, and we would we would drive to the 6 a.m. prayer meeting and it was awesome. And our youth group, it was just such an awesome time and uh, community and just, you know, seeking out ministries and seeking out, you know, how can we serve people best? Um, but I, I really do feel like the base of it was just the passion for prayer. 
that's awesome and, and i love that hey, even at that that time you're you were all about community yeah you, you were you're about community with yeah. ninja you're, you're about community jamming people into your car <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, a, yep. it, it, it's a it's a recurring theme for you <laughs> so, yeah. right right well something i remember someone shared who's serving in india that i really liked is they were like, you know, someone who's loving God, serving God, and, you know, living for God is such a huge witness. The only thing that could be a better witness is, you know, when two people are married and they are living in unity, and because unity is not natural, you know, we're so naturally selfish as humans, and so for people to see it actually working and, you know, this beautiful union... And they're like, and the only thing that's better than that is having a family, you know, that's unified and loving and serving each other. And then the only thing better than that is having an entire community that's unified and serving each other and loving each other because it is so unnatural. You know, as humans, we want to be selfish. We want, you know, we have our own little groups or whatever. And so when people actually see a group of people working together as a unified body, I mean, like Jesus prayed for unity. That was one of his biggest prayers. And so that's just always really stuck with me. Hey, one that, that also explains you standing on the sidelines cheering for people, attention warrior. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's about that. Yeah. It's about that community. All right. Mm-hmm. Shift, shifting gears a little bit. Hey, with all of your training, uh, I mean, you do the uh, Ninja War, you do obstacle course racing. You, uh, uh, endurance is something that you, uh, I mean, granted, Ninja, you can do it really quickly. Yes, too. But uh, you're all, there's an endurance. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the speed pass, I guess. But but endurance is part of that. Uh, any advice on both the mental and physical part of not giving up, uh, even when you get he- hit in the head, uh, <laughs> to not give up and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> not the smartest thing to do, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another thing someone said one time, and I need to tell him this sometime because I'm sure, like, he literally just shared it randomly at a meeting a long time ago. Um But one of the people at our church just shared that, you know, self-control is like a muscle. And just like you have to work your physical muscles, you have to work self-control. And and so he was saying, and I, I, you know, I'd always thought that too, but what he was saying is he would literally choose to do certain things, not because like, oh, it was better or worse for him, but literally to work on growing that self-control. And so you know, and, and it's funny cause it's like, I, I would kind of naturally do that in running. Like even today I went on a really hot, <laughs> sweaty run, um, outside and, um, I kept challenging myself like, okay, we're going to add a little bit here and we're going to still do what you're initially going to do. Okay. We're going to add a little bit here. Okay. Let's push it a little bit here. So that's one thing, even, even with shopping, like, a lot of times if I see something, I'll like double, 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 triple, whatever, check myself. Like, do you really need it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so in every aspect, challenging yourself to make those little self-control 
choices that grow your self-control. And again, obviously I'm far from perfect in that and continue, you know, you know, it's all about learning and growing and stumbling and getting back up and things like that. Um, but both, you know, physically always challenging yourself, even honestly, one thing that people don't do enough is a lot of times is rest. Some, some people love working out so much that they don't get enough rest. And then other people like rest so much that they don't get enough working out. So pushing yourself in whatever you're not as good in, um, and really mentally challenging yourself, you know, whether it's, um, Hey, I'm going to park in a farther away parking spot today so that I have to walk farther or, I'm going to walk the stairs instead of the elevator. Whatever those little things are, just to work on making it so your mind can make those decisions even when it's harder. Um, And then, you know, physically, but then also mentally, making those choices like, hey, I could watch TV tonight. It's not a bad thing to do necessarily, but are there better things I could be doing? Hey, I could do, you know... I could get something done that I've been putting off or I could not. Which one should I do? So just challenging yourself in so many small ways so that you have that endurance throughout life and you keep growing that self-control. So it's the it's the small steps over time that build the endurance. Yeah. And, yeah. And, con- and constantly pushing yourself, would you say that? I mean, is that kind of what... Yeah. I would, you know, still knowing when to not. It's okay to have, you know, yeah, you don't want to indulge and go crazy or anything. But, like, it's okay to enjoy the blessings of life and, you know, good tasting food and (laughs) things like that. Um, And so if you're, you know, exhausted or devastated, things like that, not beating yourself up about it, too. I think that's another aspect. People can be very quick to be critical of themselves And so, like, I know people talk about, oh, this is my guilty pleasure. I honestly don't, I don't ever call it that because it's like, I like ice cream and, um, (laughs) you know, I'll eat it when I have time, like, but at the same time, I know when it's okay to eat and I know when it's okay not to eat and I know how often I should eat it. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, I might splurge more. Sometimes I'm going to splurge less um, or not at all, but knowing Knowing you have the self-control in that, I guess. And so not beating yourself up when you're exhausted and you just need to take a break. But then when you have that strength, and sometimes even when you don't have that strength, just being like, okay, God, if you want me to do this, please give me strength because I don't have enough. And he'll give you strength, you know. So finding that finding that balance for sure of work and pushing yourself and rest, but definitely pushing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, a de- default to pushing yourself maybe. <laughs> hey, no, that... <laughs> well, it depends because a lot of ninjas right. are the opposite. They want to push themselves too hard, and so they get injured. And so they literally their challenge is to not do anything. And so it it like it really just depends on your personality. You know, well, some people are obsessed with working out and they are the ones that have to know not to <laughs> do it too much. No, and I, and that's actually going to be true in any area of life. I mean, I, mm-hmm. even, even in ministry, I, 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 I 
confession time here. I, I can push myself and it, that won't be new to the audience mm-hmm. here. But I mean, I, I push myself when I'm like, OK, I need to discipline myself to rest, uh, take that time to <laughs> you know ramp down and uh, understand that uh, just because there's another thing you could do for God doesn't mean that's another thing you should do for God. Uh, I... That balance uh, there. Right. You are you're known for your challenges that you 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 give people <laughs> it's yes. a, a and it's actually become a thing right it's uh what, what warnky, what, warnky ch- challenge wednesday, wednesday. <laughs> right. it, it, is that part of that whole pushing yourself kind of a thing that you trying something new or where what's the thought yeah so it came about um one time in vegas I had had a bad run, <laughs> got kicked out of my hotel room. And so I went and stayed with Jesse Graff and we were just kind of talking about stuff. And so we started talking, talking about social media and she was like, Michelle, like you, you should totally do like a coaching thing, like giving coaching tips and pointers and stuff. And especially cause I had been doing personal training and things like that. And it was like, no, I already have so much work to do. That would just feel like work. Um, and, and then I kind of over the next week was just thinking about, okay, what's something I could do that would maybe benefit people. It doesn't even have to benefit a lot of people, but just whoever wants to, you know, do it. Um, so just kind of thinking, okay, what would not feel like work? And so that's when I was like, well, you know, and then, you know, Wednesday and Warnke just work out well because of alliteration. <laughs> um, and, and so I was like, well, let's do a wonky challenge. And one that will help push me to challenge myself, whether it's trying something new or, you know, being like, I'm naturally not creative. People might not realize that a lot of ninjas are extremely creative with their working out and all this stuff. I'm a runner. Like I'm used to just putting in the miles and pushing through pain. That's what I do. <laughs> and so I am not this creative, adaptive type person in my workouts and so you know the working challenge helps push me to be more creative to challenge myself to do new stuff and then also just encourages people hey if you have any desire and want to try it feel free to I'm not I'm not trying to do this to like oh I want to get this you know huge insane following and make sure my name's out there it's like no if people want to be encouraged in some way great if not no worries. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to ask people like, hey, you know, I really enjoy, you know, trying out the things that you put out there. So it's like, cool, that's the purpose of it. <laughs> well, and we'll uh, give people all that info in a moment to where they can find that and stuff. But I did want to ask one more question as we start wrapping this up. Uh, is there anything that God's uh, kind of, I know he's always messing with me. He's always, it's, there's, a, there's always something in my life. He's like, all right, you're, you're comfortable with this. Let's mess with you here. Uh, kind of like start a podcast, you know, whatever. That, uh, is, is there anything that you're willing to share, but that uh, God's kind of uh, messing with you and kind of stretching you right now that might be an encouragement to somebody else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's funny cause I, I don't feel like I'm ever in my comfort zone. <laughs> um, like so much of what God puts me in or asks me to do is not what I'm comfortable with. Like going overseas and teaching English. Yes. I love 
you know, other cultures and traveling and things like that. But English teaching wasn't ever in my plan. Um, and I had teammates who were English teachers. I'm like, wait, you like lesson planning? <laughs> you like, you like grading stuff? What's, you know, and it's like, yeah, there's aspects I enjoyed, but it was like, no, this is, and like literally every year I'm like, okay, God, are you willing for me to not do this again? <laughs> um, and then same thing with the gym. I literally argued with God. I was like, I do not want to open a gym. I know it will take away from me as an athlete. I will be more focused on the gym and not as focused on my own personal goals. And, you know, I really wanted to kind of become as professional of an athlete as you can with like obstacle course racing and ninja, which there are quite a few now who that's literally what they do. Um, you know, both ninja and OCR racers. And so, I mean, that was ultimately something I would have preferred. Um, but God was like, no, this is what I have for you. And I'm so glad he did. It's, you know, it's so worth it. Is it easy? No. Is it, you know, natural and in my cover zone? No. But it's so good. And so, for example, the past two years, I mean, last year was one of the hardest years ever, which there's so many times where I'm like, man, that was a really hard year. I'm like, oh, that year was really hard too. <laughs> you know? But that's the cool thing is, like, it doesn't matter how hard it is because God's with us and he walks, you know, with us through the ups and downs. But... Um, the past two years I have been looking for another gym space for our gym and the market is really rough right now. You know, there's very few spaces open and it has been a huge emotional roller coaster ride because imagine not only, Hey, you're going to be kicked out of your house, but your house includes like 300 people, you know, so they're all relying on you to find a new house <laughs> and so it's been very humbling because it's like I have employees, I have members and, you know, figuring out, trying to find a good spot for us and trying to negotiate leases and, you know, just work through all those things. So it has, I mean, it has been a ride. <laughs> but the cool thing is, um, you know, I had really struggled with, I mean, it's weird because sometimes you're like, oh, I totally trust God. And then there's other times. Where you're like, okay, I think I just got them. And, you know, there's those times where I would just break down and, and I'm, God, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. Like, we literally, I, it looks like I'm hitting a brick wall and there's nothing left. And, you know, you don't promise me a new gym. You don't promise me a better space. Everyone's like, oh, I'll work out and blah, blah, blah. I was like, God never promises that everything will work out and be all pretty and nice. Like I'm praying that, you know, we, we are able to get a new spot. Um, and so, but every time when I would just be completely broken with nothing left and like, God, I just, I do not know what to do. He would just give me just enough strength to keep going. Doesn't mean we have a gym space yet. You know, it's still a process and we're still working on it, but he has, like, he has extended our lease twice now when we were told absolutely not, there's no way, no extension is possible, and, like, he's allowed us to have an extended lease. And there's been just so many ups and downs, but God has walked with us through so much, and he's always, when I'm at my breaking point, he's always, you know, right there. And um, and it's been really cool the past, as extra encouragement, the past um, few months, I've actually been dating someone and I'm 35, you know, it's like I hadn't really felt like I had 
met my perfect, you know, uh, perfect match isn't a great word, I guess, but like someone that it was like, yes, I am totally at peace with being with this person and that's exactly where I want to be. And so honestly, I was at a breaking point with the gym and with all that was going on. And I was just like, God, I need some encouragement. I, I'm just like this past year and a half has been so brutal. And, um, like within a week or two is when I met Joel, the guy I'm dating now. And like, I'm like, Oh my goodness, God, you just blew my mind away. (laughs) You know, the fact that you, you know, saved both of us for each other to be available and to, you know, just like, and again, that doesn't mean God ever promises a fairy tale ending or anything like that. But I just was at my complete breaking point and needed encouragement. And Joel has been like the absolute most amazing encouragement. And ever since meeting him and since dating, anytime when I'm struggling with the gym or like, oh, I don't, you know, are things going to work out or oh, I don't know what to do, we're going to get kicked out in a month or whatever, it's like, no. You know, God answered these amazing prayers. He can do anything. He can move mountains. So, yeah, just want to encourage anyone listening, you know, keep bringing your request to God. And just, you know, when you don't feel like you can trust him, just ask for that trust. Absolutely. That, that, that's such good encouragement. I, I, as, we're, as we're wrapping up, I, I, again, I, in just a second, you can send, uh, I want you to, you know, give people all the info where they can find out all the stuff. Uh, uh, but can I just take a moment and kind of pray for you be, as a, as yeah. a representation of uh, all that we've talked about, Lord, I, I thank you for Michelle and what uh, you have given her a platform and an opportunity to be a blessing to many people, even as she's cheering and uh, people on the sidelines or on the stage or whatever uh, in the gym. I pray that you would bless her today and you would encourage her spirit. Uh, and since she brought it up, Lord, we just uh, pray for this gym situation. I pray that you would uh, lead her and guide her into the places that you would have uh, you you know the steps. There's nothing, as she said, there's nothing guaranteed, but she's trying to walk it out. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help her and encourage her. And I pray for the listener right now that uh, they would uh, begin to walk in a new place of adventure with you because uh, there's a, a lot of different ways that we can go. And so, uh, as Michelle has just shown us so clearly, so I pray that they'd be willing to step out and walk wherever you'd have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so again, thanks, Michelle, for being here. Where where can people find you? All the social media, the websites, things like that, so they can learn yeah. more about it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, I mean, the Gym Movement Lab Ohio, you can look it up on um, the website is mlabohio.com. So nice and, nice and simple. Uh, <laughs> I am working right now. I don't have it really up and running. I'm working on, like, a michellewarnke.com just so, like, because I do speaking and things like that. So in case people wanted to contact me there. But right now, people just contact me through the gym. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and stuff. I'm just Michelle Warnke, nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put it all in the show notes so people can find that as well. So uh, any final sh- thoughts before we uh, jump off? Oh, man. No, I just really appreciate you having me. And, like, I mean, I just really... I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm so passionate about prayer because so often we want to do stuff on our own. And the more the more we realize it's God doing it and the more we realize, you know, he just wants us to ask, you know, and come before him. And that's 
it's so crucial. And when I, when I do just really take solid time each day or when I do my, you know, I try to do a monthly Sabbath when I really do those Sabbaths and, you know, it's just, it's so amazing what God does and just really encourage people, you know, and track it. I have a prayer journal. Um, so you can track all the answers to prayer and just be encouraged by it. That's, that's a good way to end. So thanks for being with us, Michelle. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, there you have it. I hope you were encouraged by that show today. And I, I hope that it challenges you to take some step as you go through the rest of your day, whatever that is for you, whether that's I need to push myself a little bit, maybe I need to rest a little, or maybe it's uh, something that God's put in your heart that you're like, well, it doesn't really fit into a box. And as you heard uh, Michelle's story, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do things just the way that everyone else does, but I can do what God has called me to do. Uh, we here at Christ Connection are here to be an encouragement to you. Uh, so if you're looking for resources on your walk with Jesus, go over to ChristConnection.cc. Uh, again, that's ChristConnection.cc. If you click on podcast, you can find the show notes for this episode as well and all of Michelle's information and how to find her online, things like that. But uh, again, we're here to be a resource to you on your walk with Jesus. We want you to enjoy your adventure with him and all that he has for you and enjoy your prayer life. Enjoy uh, time in the words. Enjoy uh, just being with him. And so I hope you'll uh, join us. So if you're not subscribed to the show, subscribe wherever you're listening to this uh, so you don't miss a single episode. We're here to be an encouragement to you. Uh, So until next time, God bless you and have a great day.